Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. The topic of conversation uh, today will be about these uh, mass shootings that happened in El Paso and Dayton and all across the world and country, uh, about video games and their violence, the political upheaval that happens during these shootings, and uh, just a a sober warning and a uh, joyful expression uh, in the midst of it. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy the show, enjoy this conversation, and let's get started. Thirty-one people killed in the last couple days over shootings. Uh, 22 of them by a right-wing nut who, uh, white, white nationalist, uh, I think maybe a Trump supporter, I can't remember. Uh, and then the second one's a socialist, environmentalist, uh, Elizabeth Warren voting person in, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, both of which just uh, we we don't know necessarily uh, what triggered them. Uh, they both wrote manifestos, so we know what their reasons are, uh, which you can read yourself if you want to. Um, you know. This is, this is the reason why scripture says that it is not good for man to be alone. Because uh, both of these men, and most of the men in, that are involved in school shootings and mass shootings and whatnot, uh, are isolationists. They uh, spend, they're loners, they spend a lot of time alone. Uh, and uh, scripture uh, rebukes men for being alone, uh, because it can, it will, it can, and more than likely will lead to destruction. And even if it doesn't lead to destruction itself, it will lead to inactivity, which, according to Scripture, uh, in the Book of Proverbs, again, uh, is the is the cousin. It's the kin to. Uh, it's related to the man of destruction. So, uh, people who are playing video games, people who spend too much time on their guitars, uh, too much time all by their lonesome, uh, isolating themselves, even if they're in a crowded room, still trying to stay away from each other, or stay away from people, uh, you're still at risk of uh, being destructive or uh, not constructive. Uh, both of which are dangerous. Uh, and so I want to call upon the men to get community, get connected, uh, get involved in your community. Uh, it's hard to shoot your neighbor if you love your neighbor, if you uh, spend time with your neighbor, if you help your neighbor when they're sick, when you uh, help feed your neighbor when you get to know your neighbor, when you're best friends with your neighbor, 
It's hard to do that. So keep that in mind that uh, one of so there are, there are people who were you know trying to say, well, it's because of um, the video games. So the president mentioned video games, uh, and that that's the issue. I don't know if that's the issue. I I, I like the perspective of a cultural commentator, Andrew Clavin, on this issue where he talks about uh, it's not necessarily video games, it is lack of fathers, the lack of parenthood, uh, where, where the dad is not at and the kid has nowhere to go and his only outlet is video games and his dad's not playing video games with him or a father figure is not playing video games with him, yes. The video games very well may have a link to it, but that link is only uh, strong if there if that's it. Uh, but a good father or good father figure uh, can easily break that chain, break that link. It is a means of uh, God's grace to have fathers to help little boys to help young men to sort these things out Uh, so uh, video games aren't the problem video games alone may be the problem and playing video games by yourself is definitely the problem Uh, but that could be the case for just about anything here's a criticism that goes towards the left a lot where they're accused and politicians in general do this where people are accused of making the most tragedy making the most of a sh- like the mass shootings that happened the school shootings what have you uh, where they say oh you make it political you make it political uh, so I'm going to kind of rush to the defense of uh, this in the sense of uh and there's here's an example of where we have historically done this with the Boston Massacre, where uh, English soldiers uh, came in and sh- during a riot they had shot a um, group of people in Boston, and the revolutionaries used that as showing you know English oppression, English oppression. These are all murderers and yada yada. Um, and John Adams, uh, as you know, is my favorite president. He was their defense attorney during the court proceedings. And he had a famous saying where he said, uh, you know, uh, facts are fickle things. Or not fickle things, but are stubborn things. And our feelings are fickle. Uh, that facts are a uh, stubborn thing. No matter how much we don't like it, no matter our feelings, they do not change. And so, that being said, and so he got them off because the facts were that uh, the many of the soldiers were acting in self-defense. I think only one of them got convicted of manslaughter or something like that. The rest of them got off. Uh... But the revolutionaries use that as a way of getting their case across 
of the necessity of independence and things like that. Uh, And we, as Americans, would certainly not accuse our founders of uh, taking, of it being evil for them to take advantage of the situation, of this atrocity, this tragedy, and uh, making a political move with it. And so I don't begrudge uh, the Democrats or the Republicans for doing so. Uh, obviously, uh, me being a Christian theocrat, uh, I don't see either of their solutions as being legitimate. Uh, I think that uh, the man who did the shooting should be executed. Uh, he, he should get the cap. It's a capital offense for murder. He should get a capital punishment. He should be killed back, as it were. Um, same thing with the man in Dayton, El Paso. Any, anybody who kills anybody should be killed back. Unless it's uh, proved that, you know, unless the circumstances weren't that it was an accident. Accidental death is not the same thing as murder. Uh, and I won't go into what that's about this podcast. Uh, so, in dealing with these. Uh, tragedies. Uh, there is certainly a play that you can make, and I won't begrudge you a bit, but just don't get mad when your opponents uh, do the same thing. Don't get mad when an event happens and then your opponents do the same thing. There is a story, I think it was C.S. Lewis who um, made this point, or it was uh, from Pilgrim's Progress. It was either Pilgrim's Progress or Pilgrim's Regress. I think it was Pilgrim's Regress, though, from C.S. Lewis, where uh, the where Lady Wisdom is talking to the Zeitgeist, the Spirit of the Age, and she writ- gives him a riddle or gives him a parable and asks him to solve it. Uh, there's you are on horseback or in a car, however you want to visualize it. You're in a car. We'll use a car. Uh, you're driving, and all of a sudden you're getting shot at by somebody behind you. Uh, so this is going to be a, a paraphrase of it to make it applicable to us. You're getting shot at by somebody behind you, and you're driving, and you're driving. You call on your cell phone to your wife because you live on an island. You call to your uh, wife to say uh, that you're being shot at. Um, and your wife says, okay, uh, but he's right behind you. He's literally one car's length behind you. And she says, okay, well, I can do two things. I can either raise the bridge, and then neither you or the enemy can come across, or I can keep the bridge down so that you can get across, but then the enemy will get across as well. And the point of it was that... uh, (coughs) Excuse me. That anything... Any advantage that you seek for yourself, your enemy can use as well in an argument. And so in political debate, if you're if you desire to use tragedies and atrocities for your argument to push your agenda, then you must not seek to disallow your enemy to do that exact same tactic. Uh, you must allow him to uh, go against you in the same manner. It's 
the same thing of, you know, whatever weapon you use, your enemy can use also. Whatever arguments you use, your enemy should be able to use also. Uh, And so keep this in mind in the midst of debate that, one, it's not unprecedented to use tragedies to your political advantage. For America's founding and founders used these tragedies to their political advantage, and I thank God for them doing so. Uh, so that being said, the tactics do not are not condemned in and of themselves. Uh, though I disagree with the policies and the desires of both parties, uh, because I seek for a, a Christian theocracy in America. Uh, that being said, uh, we can. Um, it is safe to assume that whilst we are in the midst of this debate, uh, we must be willing to hold to the same standards uh, and allow our enemies to hold to those same standards as well. Keep that in mind while you're talking to each other during this election season. Uh, and uh, I believe and I trust that uh, your conversations will go a lot better and a lot more fruitful. So as many of you guys know, I've been getting into hunting lately. And in fact, in the next month, the uh, uh, deer season will be kicking off, or in the next two months, the first week of uh, October. And so uh, this will be my first deer season hunting. Uh, and so I've been getting prepared, been shooting a lot, um, nearly every day, uh, getting equipment that I deem to be absolutely necessary uh, for the task, excuse me, Uh, and something I want to talk about with uh, the subject of uh, mass shootings and video games and uh, dealings with uh, societal issues and how to deal with them is... Uh, I want to relate it to my target practice with uh, the arrows, with the bone arrows. Um, I use a horse bow. I use a, um, which which means it doesn't have a, a scope. It doesn't have a um, pins in which to aim with. It doesn't have a, um, a, a rest for the arrow. It has to rest on my hand. It's literally just a stick and a a string that I have to work with. And I work with it pretty well uh, from shorter distances. What I mean by that is, so uh, I can shoot the bullseye nearly every time when the target is between 10 and 15 meters from me. Uh, It starts getting tricky uh, at least where I live here, it was yesterday tricky. Uh, at 20 meters, uh, the wind plays in a huge factor, and uh, the arrow starts to slow down, things like that. Um, and so it doesn't go to the same spot each time, which is frustrating. And... Uh, in one sense, 
uh, I can, there, there are two options that I can do in those situations because I can either um, keep shooting the same or aiming at the same spot and just hope that the wind stops so that I can hit the target exactly where I want it. Uh, or two, uh, I can learn to adapt. I can, I can uh, realize, okay, the wind is blowing this direction. Let me shoot uh, against the wind slightly or with the wind, uh, figuring out exactly with how the wind's blowing. Where do I need to aim now in order to hit the bullseye or hit my mark? Uh, and so dealing with uh, these situations with mass shootings and whatnot, uh, it would be nice if all we had to do was aim at one spot, shoot, and then bam, it's, it's taken care of. We've hit our mark. Uh, but it is far too complicated when it comes to mass shootings to govern it or regulate it or stop it or hit your mark when it comes to it because you are dealing with uh, philosophies, you're dealing with um, politics, you're dealing with history, you're dealing with people, sociology, psychology, uh, and all of these things do not agree with each other. There's a lot of wind in the room. We do not live in a utopia. Uh, the answer that must be given towards things like this is to uh, simply seek justice. We shouldn't seek... The government should not seek to... Uh, to regulate good behavior, they should seek to be a terror to bad behavior and rejoice in good behavior, to be a delight to good people and a disaster and a despot to bad people. Uh, You've heard me argue before, and I'll argue again. I do want the death penalty to be brought back, and not just for heinous crimes, but for any crime that Scripture punishes by death. So, uh, the reason why I say do this is because at this point, it is no longer us who are trying to make our mark, but it is the criminal who hits their mark. So when you do your crime, where does the person hit? Well, the person hits a bullseye and deserves the death penalty. When you shoot a person, when you kill a person, you deserve to be killed back. That is what scripture calls for and anything less is disobedience. And if we cannot obey, then why should we be mad at the mass shooter who also cannot obey? That's it, and that's all. Uh, I wish I would have done some interviews for this, uh, but alas, I did not. If you know anybody that I should do an interview for this show, or have a conversation with, or dialogue, what have you, 
uh, for the show, by all means, uh, email me at, at ZacharyCamin at Yahoo.com. Uh, beyond that, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please keep listening, keep uh, commenting, keep uh, keep the conversation going. Uh, it is it is a great joy to me to do these uh, podcasts, to do these segments on these podcasts, and to have these conversations. And I hope uh, that they are helpful to you as they are helpful for me. Uh, when when you're having conversations with people about these mass shootings and about video games and what have you, uh, just realize that, or just come at it with a desire to help each other, because a person who's against video games because of mass shootings, they're, they're coming at it with a desire to help, not necessarily a desire to oppress. So understand that, and try to... Uh, just kind of walk them off the bridge, walk them off the ledge. Uh, I've said before, you know, Netflix is not, watching Netflix is not a sin, but it may be a sin for somebody else, or maybe a sin for you. Uh, so maybe playing video games uh, is the reason that uh, people do the mass shootings or whatever, but we won't know. Uh, I know that uh, Ted Bundy uh, blamed uh, mystery novels and uh, pornography on his uh, atrocities, which should be a sober reminder for us that uh, these little things do matter. Uh, they may not be necessarily sins, uh, but to some people they may be. So for us to be general with our discounting of things, uh, we should be careful of that. We should be careful of just generalizing uh, people's uh, behaviors, and we should be careful about discounting people's behaviors as well. Uh, well, that's it for me. Uh, as always, uh, I have the two charges for you to uh, drink your coffee, come to Jesus. This is Curious Conversations. I'm Zachary Kameen, the Curious Conversation. God bless you, and God bless your conversations. Yeah. <laughs>